Welcome back to the House of Honours. The number is 131873. If you have any questions for Gerald or Heinzy to support your health, do call us, 131873. But first, when it comes to health and wellness, we know that good relationships are absolutely key. But sometimes we can feel that the people we love need to make some changes in themselves or at our most self-aware, we might realise that we ourselves need to make some change. But is that even possible? Well, joining us on the line is psychologist Leanne Hall to discuss this. Good morning, Leanne. Good morning. Tell us, are we asking too much? Can people really change? Look, people can certainly change, but like you mentioned, I think probably the key is is self-awareness, but also it's around having the right support and actually the willingness to do it. Leanne, what can make change so difficult and hard for people? Yeah, look, I think familiarity is often very easy to snap back into. And and I think, you know, certainly our brain sort of tends to kind of use those kind of pathways. And once we keep using them, then they become very, very easy to just go into automatic pilot. So, you know, to, to, to change means we've actually got to go against that and resist that, which can be a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. Leanne, good morning. An interesting report came out a couple of days ago, the Ipsos Latest Global Happiness Survey. And sadly, it says that fewer of fewer Australians are describing themselves as happy compared to when Ipsos last took that measure a few years ago, in fact, 12 months ago. Is that a disturbing trend where we may have to look at some changes ourselves? Yeah, look, it is. But, but I, I do think it's a little, there's a bit of a cautionary tale when, we come, when it comes to chasing things like happiness. You know, it is a transient emotion. So... You know, happiness is designed to come and go, and I think we can fall into a trap if we if we think that that's something that we need to be chasing all the time. I think it's more helpful to look at things like contentment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I guess it depends on on what what it is that we're trying to to really kind of achieve and chase. Um, but it is it is worrisome if people are, are talking about feeling like they're not content in their lives and they're not fulfilled. I think that's more concerning. Leanne, we talk about wanting someone to change so desperately that we might want to force them or coerce them or mm-hmm. tell them that they have to change. Does that work? No. <laughs> <laughs> I no. think we knew the answer to yeah, that already. Yeah, look, I know it was loaded. <laughs> Just from experience. <laughs> I know you've got to, you've got to yeah look I think it's a, it's a good question and I think particularly if we have the loved ones that we can see that what they're doing isn't helping them so sometimes that can actually come from a good place not an attempt to try and control somebody but look unfortunately you know by taking that stance it does tend to make people feel blamed and 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 you know sort of feel targeted so it, it's not the best way to make people to change. So so what do we do then if we know we're unhappy in a relationship and we feel as though it's the other person's behaviour that's contributing to that how can we approach that problem yeah look i think that i think we use empathy and compassion my theory is if you lead with empathy and compassion um, then you're going to get a lot further so it's really around saying look without blaming somebody but just kind of voicing where you're at in the relationship and and how you're feeling and experiencing without making it about the other person um, i think once we start pointing fingers um, then that creates that defensiveness and we sort of don't get anywhere so i think the rule of thumb generally is to not make other people responsible um, for how you, you feel um, rather than try and create a space in a relationship where you can actually just voice where you're at um, and then go from there. But it's a tough one. Leanne, in your world of psychology, which I think is very much underused in so many uh, perceived medical conditions these days, uh, do you find that you have to change in some way as time has gone by? Do you find society is encouraging you, in fact, to internally look at how you're going about things in your profession? 
Yeah, look, I think so, but that's a good thing. I think we're always learning. I think the field of medicine is the same, you know. It's, 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 it is moving and evolving, and, and I think just because something is evidence-based doesn't mean that it's not changeable or that it shouldn't be reviewed. That's why we have peer-reviewed literature. So, absolutely, I think, I think I'd be... You know, I wouldn't be a good psychologist if I wasn't constantly looking for, for opportunities to kind of move and change with, with what we know is best practice. I'd love to know then, Leanne, how long does it take if we do all the right things, we lead with compassion, we're empathetic, what type of time frame are we looking at for someone to make this type of positive change? Well, the, the research says on average around a couple of months it takes to, to be able to kind of, you know, really sort of change certain set behaviours and patterns. But but it isn't just a fixed thing. I think what we often find is that we might sort of start to make a change, but things happen in our life where we do snap back to what's familiar. And I think it's important to have compassion for ourselves mm. when that happens and mm. be realistic and be kind to ourselves. You know, I am very keen always to take responsibility for my own behaviours and I set myself goals, but it is that thing of changing a habit is really hard, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and and yeah. I love that you mentioned being compassionate to self because understanding that uh, you'll have setbacks and then being able to say to yourself, that's okay, I'll start again tomorrow. But what are, what are some very key steps we can do if we have identified something in ourselves that we want to change very quickly? Easy yeah, steps. <laughs> easy steps. Okay, so we've identified something we want to change. The next thing is to really look at the resources we have to actually do it. So that's internal resources. So do, am I at a position in my life at the moment where I have the energy to be able to do this? Do I have a support network around me of people that can, can actually support that change? Um, so if I want to start a new healthy lifestyle, am I surrounded by people that, that are also engaging in that kind of lifestyle? Um, in other words, am I setting myself up to succeed? Um, and then I think that self-compassion is really, really important as well. Having those opportunities to reflect and say, oops, I made a mistake. That's okay. Um, I'll do better tomorrow. Mm, I love this advice. It's sometimes easier yeah. said than done. But it's such a great topic. It's got my mind racing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really wonderful. If you want some more advice on this, though, you can head along to leannehall.com.au. It's a fantastic resource that you have there, Leanne. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a lovely Sunday. Let's get to a call. We've got Tom there. Hello there, Tom in Preston. Hi, Tom. How can we help? Oh, do we have Tom? There he is. Yeah, You're good there, morning. Tom? Yeah. yeah, good morning. Yes, good morning. How can we help, Tom? Mr. Quigley, is it? Yes, Gerald. Gerald, yeah, I've got you written down. I, I've been listening to uh, 3AW for about 94 years. All right. Good but for you, I'm Tom. Not, I'm not 94 yet. No. Uh, Tom, do you have a question you have for a question Gerald? For us? Yeah. Um, I, I broke my arm, and at the Austin, they, they, they cut it and they put screws in it. Yes. And I've been out of hospital for about, for more than five months. I'm so dizzy and, and wobbly and all that. I try different tablets. I go to the chemist, your chemist that you advertise all the time for different things. But, um, the, the the biggest thing that kills me is um, wobbling and I feel like I'm not living in this world. You know, they, mm. they were giving me a lot of troubles at the Austin and I don't know what they've done to my... First thing, Tom, is to go along to your GP and have him check your blood pressure or better still buy a home blood pressure monitor because this dizziness and unsteadiness you've got is a pathway to another unexpected fall and another fracture, which is the last thing you want. So there's the, the choice. Either you go along to your GP and have him assess your, your blood pressure and your overall health, or you go and buy a blood pressure, a home measuring machine, measure your blood pressure three or four times a day about the same time for five consecutive days, measure it three times, record the third measure, 
and then go along to your GP and say, this is what I'm finding, what can I do about it? Because the last thing we want, Mm. based on your call, is to have you fall over again. All the best with that there, Tom. Thank you so much for your call. Give Do give us a call, 131 873. If you have a question for your health, we'll get to more of your calls next.